This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to To Be The Man. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? I'm good. Good, man. Thank you. How are you guys? Man, better than I deserve. I'm back on Raw. How about that? (laughs) Listen, let's talk about it. I have to admit, uh, I was driving on Saturday. I didn't get to see all of Crown Jewel. I did get to see the main event. I want to talk about that in a minute, but first hell of a show. I saw, I saw some reports that you were not included in the, uh, in the open for crown jewel. I missed that. What's up with that? I have no idea, but I, I, (laughs) and you know what? Here's the deal. And I don't care what anybody says. I mean, Aaron Anderson was giving me a lecture about kissing WWE's ass at the last match. That is the biggest compliment you can ever get as a wrestler is to be on the opening of anything that WWE has. Of course, yeah. It's agree. not kissing ass for me to say thank you once or to say thank you twice. One of the most difficult things I've ever been through in my life personally, aside from health issues, is having 85,000 people tell me within two minutes I wasn't on the opening of Raw or SmackDown. After that bullshit and plane ride of hell came out, which is all bullshit, which it explained thoroughly in my new documentary. I mean, thoroughly. I am calling some people out big time. Wow. And, but so, to answer your question, if they had left me off, I wouldn't mind it because I've had my time. It, it's not my time anymore, but it is something that means a lot to me personally, as it does to everybody else that's on it. And I'm sure they would tell you that if they were being honest with you. It's a big deal. You're seen worldwide uh, three times a week. And as you pointed out on uh, social media, you were back on uh, Monday Night Raw, right? Yes. I'm so, very happy I, to be thankful. Yes. Well, kissing ass thankful. I love that we got a, a fired up Ric Flair today. Today it's no, going to be serious. I know, It's a big deal to me. It was. Well, yeah, it should be. Yeah. It's a big deal for anybody. Yeah. Any wrestler that says I don't want to be on the opening of a, of a WWE show is a line son of a bitch. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the biggest platform with the biggest audience. Thank for you. The biggest show. Yeah. Well, why would yeah, you not? Know, it's a, that's it's, the a, it's a huge honor to be there and be part of it. God damn it. And Thank think you. about this. How many father daughters are on the opening of anything? Well, there you go. No, well I mean, said. Have you ever, never in the history yeah. of the business? I don't know of any father, son. Right. Do you? Uh, no, not right off the top of my head. Although we should probably fix that with Dusty and Cody. Oh, I'm, oh I take that back. Is it, I didn't know. I, well, I don't think around it yet. 
I don't think they are either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Hopefully that will change. Yeah. As of right I, uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough. Hey, let's talk about, you know, what's happening in WWE this past weekend. Uh, they had a big show in Saudi Arabia. Uh, man, what a spectacle. You can see the money they, they put into that show. The presentation and the production yeah. is just out of this world. But the main event is what I want to talk about. Uh, of course, Jake Paul is Logan Paul's younger brother. And just one week ago, uh, he went the distance with Anderson Silva, won on points and actually knocked Anderson down in the eighth mm -hmm. round. And I know that a lot of people have discounted what Jake Paul has done because he's a YouTuber or he's this or he's that. But he's consistently knocked guys out. He's a tough guy. He, yeah, he didn't knock out Anderson, but he knocked him down. And this is a guy who was known for and just just to get in the ring. These guys that knock him, he's a tough kid. Yes, he is. He did, only thing I've ever said about him was he doesn't want to call out Mike Tyson. Right. Well, that's who fair. I see I on a regular anybody. basis, and Mike is in good shape. Yeah. Well, so the, the, uh, the idea that he was in Saudi Arabia got me excited because I thought, man, where are they going with this? This could be really awesome. And then we saw a performance from his older brother, Logan Paul, who's one of the most influential YouTube creators. I mean, he, yep. he is the definition of the term influencer. Yes. And my goodness, in his third match, he may have entered a big time pay-per-view with a WrestleMania level presentation in Saudi Arabia against Roman Reigns. And I think it's pretty fair to say most people agree, Rick, and this is a big ask here. Do you agree that he's the best three match wrestler of all time? I mean, to have that level of performance after just two other uh, matches, uh, uh, it, you know, believe it or not, I can answer that question for easily. The answer is yes. It's either him or Pat McAfee. Right. And I think it might be better than Pat McAfee. I mean, when I watched Pat McAfee at NXT, I could not believe it. And everything Nobody he's can. done when Pat wrestled too for not for not having that time, you know, that, those repetitions and the I'm not sure how much practice is put into it, but I mean they're athletic and hell and once again I'm telling you, both those Paul brothers are tough kids. Yes, they are. Just to get in the ring of Madison Silva, you have to be tough. Oh yeah, for sure. Or Woodley, any of those guys. Right. Just don't get in the ring with Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's good advice. Whether it's Mike, Mike is running five miles a day, man. Oh Lord! Uh, yeah, Mike's right. He's he living. He lives in Boca Raton now. Do you think he wants it's, to do one more? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, but um, <clears throat> he um, <clears throat> his daughter <clears throat> is such an advanced tennis player. They moved down there oh, for, wow. for more for higher level instruction. Oh, man, that's fantastic. So well, he's really committed to her. He and Kiki. Let's, let's jump into uh, Ask an Age. But before we do, I do want to ask about two things that were pretty topical. One is a Roman Reigns, man. How do you see this reign ending? There's lots of debate, lots of people guessing it could it be this guy, could it be that guy. And I actually have a bunch of discussions with people who are in and around the business where I argue. I don't think rock Roman needs a world title. If that's what they're aiming for at WrestleMania. I think if, since it's a two night WrestleMania, maybe you put the title match on, on Saturday night and you put rock Roman on su Sunday night. That match is so big though. I don't think it has to have a title. Do you think rock Roman need a title at WrestleMania? If that's the direction. And if not, who would you like to see in a title match at WrestleMania? 
Well, I don't think personally it's a given that The Rock's going to do it. Me either. <clears throat> I think that's a... Uh, and as much as he might respect Roman, which I'm sure they do, all those guys, the, 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 it's, a, it's a brotherhood like no other. Uh, I don't think The Rock would come back and do a favor. Why would he? Right. Tomorrow morning, what, you go back to his acting career with a, with a loss? I don't think so. I don't see that happening. And it would do the company no good to put the belt on The Rock because right. he's not going to be a full-time wrestler ever again. So I personally, as I said before, would like to see if the rock, if the rock happens, that's great. If it doesn't, I would like it to be Cody Rhodes. You want Cody to beat Roman? Yes. Yeah. I think I thought, I thought those matches that Cody had with Seth Rollins were off the hook. They were. I agree. Yeah, Seth really did a good job getting him over. Seth has had a, a phenomenal year this year. Yeah. Quietly one of the better years I think, this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, if we think it's going to be Cody, who's going to be the world champ, let's say rock Roman does happen on Sunday night, but to your point, it's not for the title. I think we both agree on that Saturday night, Cody versus whom? No, I, what Look. I'm saying is I don't know. I don't even see, I don't think it's a given that the rock's even going to be there. I got you. I, I see him attending the show because he lives in LA now, but right. I, you know. I think it's, it's they're hanging that out there, but shit, they're sold out without without it being the rock. Right. I mean, what, and it's going to be spectacular think, again. What do you think the other main event will be? So, if you think one of the nights, probably Sunday night, is Cody Roman for the title, what do you reckon Saturday could? I hope it's Bianca Belair and the Queen. How about that? That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be phenomenal. I'd be all about that. That could be, uh, that could be the rock Austin. I don't mean to uh, put you on the spot, but everybody in wrestling is talking about, Hey, what's next for Charlotte? When will we see her again? Uh, without it giving us any spoilers, you think we'll see her before Royal rumble to be very honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah. I, you know, um, she's keeps everything to herself. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know, I know she's talking to the company, but I don't know any more than that. I, right. If I did, I couldn't tell you anyway, but I, <laughs> she, she doesn't trust me to tell me anything because <laughs> I can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, a lot of fans I know created a little bit of chatter because I guess there was an appearance she had that was canceled. And I know, uh, Manny, I mean, uh, Andrade yeah, with recently me. that she had some personal stuff. Uh, that she was working on now, you and I know that physically she's fine. Emotionally, she's fine. Uh, it's her business to share, but I guess what I wanted to sort of set the record straight on, there's nothing wrong with Charlotte Blair. She's just fine. So, uh, oh, absolutely. She's yeah. probably in the best shape of her life. Yeah. I, I think I'm it's, a, I think it's probably a mutual decision between her and the company as to when she comes back. Yeah. It'll be, a, I, I would assume under the perfect circumstances. She's the best wrestler. She's the greatest female wrestler of all time. Without question. And like I said before, to have two legit world-class athletes, I mean, you, you could write the story itself. NCAA yeah. track star. I mean, you know, strength, coordination, athleticism, Bianca Blair, Charlotte Flair. It's a main yeah. event in itself. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, let's and talk you know about the women. The... Uh, you, 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 you would think that 
it would be a drastic change from not to feature the women in some capacity. Right. That's the match. I, in my opinion, that's the match. Yeah, I think uh, it's more important now than ever that we do have female representation. Uh, speaking of which, that actually became a hot button issue the last few days. I guess there's going to be a parting of the ways of Nick Aldis and uh, Billy Corrigan with the NWA. And Aldis, you know, I guess took issue with the way some of the NWA's women's only show went down. You and I actually happened to be in town for that in St. Louis last year. Thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it feels like a, a personality issue. I'm not sure. I don't have any inside information, but a lot of people are now curious what's next for Nick Aldis and Mickey James. A, what do you think of Nick? Uh, and B, do you think they land somewhere together in your opinion? Um, well, I think Nick is fabulous. I don't think Mickey wants to wrestle anymore. Right. She doesn't I can need see to. her she's being a, like, she's, a, she's, she's a great mother. She's, She's done everything there is to do. She's she's probably going to Hall of Fame this year. She's you know she's going to be highly thought of and regarded as one of the greatest of all time, forever. I mean, she's you know going to be in the top ten or fifteen girls of all time. Yeah, I would agree. That's saying that. a lot. I mean, when you think of the numbers of hundreds and maybe even like thousands over the years, yeah, to be in the top fifteen or twenty top women in the world and mickey james is right there i can I think, name the top uh, I, girls right off the top of my head i mean trish lita charlotte i mean um god bailey becky um i mean i i, I could give it give me a minute to think about but i could name the top 20 because i obviously followed a lot with since ashley's been involved right right or charlotte rather I think it would be really cool to see them as a duo, you know, let, let's, let's let her be, um, uh, sensational Sherry to his macho King, Randy Savage or something like that. Who's I that? see Mickey, J Mickey James. Oh yeah. Phenomenal absolutely. in that role. Yeah. yeah. She'd be great too. No, you know, I tell you, he's not only, not only a good, good performer, he's a great kid too, man. A great yeah. young man. Oh uh, yeah. He's a great guy. He carries himself like a champion. He dresses great. He, conducts himself like i mean he's perfect and why and why is not with the wwe i have no idea well uh, that's what everybody's debating you know when his contract is up at the end of the year do you think he shows up in AEW or wwe or somewhere else whichever one gets him what would it would be one of the other AEW or wwe and whichever one gets him will be very lucky yeah i gotta think it's wwe that yeah. to me just makes the most sense yeah he brings a lot of um, professionalism when wherever he goes well, and then the next big question in all of this is what's next for the NWA? You know, Nick Aldis has really been, uh, the centerpiece for the NWA for the last five years. Yeah. Now this is going to create opportunity for, for other guys down there. And of course they got a big pay-per-view coming up. I think it's this weekend. Uh, so it's going to be Tyrus and, uh, Matt Cardona and Trevor Murdoch for the NWA world title. Uh, I think Cardona has done a phenomenal job reinventing himself, but mm -hmm. if you were in charge of the NWA, is there a talent that sticks out to you that you would try to build around? Well, I like Murdoch and Cardona. So I do, uh, um, I mean, Murdoch literally <laughs> does remind me of Dick Murdoch a little bit, you know, um, he's legitimately country and all that. I mean, 
he's entertaining Cardona. It looked like a million dollars. Yep. You know, I just think it's, I think that you know, Billy just looks back and says, you know, I got to give it to the best guy here and figure out who, who I can have him wrestle and make money with. And right. I don't know enough about the company to know what the, what the roster is. So Rick, let's, uh, let's ask you about something else. There's been a, a, a little video pop-up is teasing that she's got a big announcement sooner rather than later. You were rattling off some of the top women in wrestling history. Certainly Sasha Banks is on the list. Oh yeah. Would you be surprised to see her show back up in WWE or do you think she'll land somewhere else? Oh, I, I don't think Sasha would go anywhere with WWE if she goes back at all. Yeah. No, you know, I, I, um, I spoke to her about three weeks ago. Um, she was with, with Stephen, uh, Stephen K at Mojo Raleigh's wedding they FaceTime and I said hi to her. You know, that's cool. I, she, you know, I think she, she's done well with her money, made a lot of money, and uh, you know, God, I didn't mean to leave her off. My God, she's one of the to me, she's the top three of all time. She's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, she's really, really good. She's like I said, she's at, she's she's Steamboat. Ashley's me. I mean, that's I love. I'm getting any better than that. And they and they. They, they every time they touch each other, it's a great. They don't have a they don't have a regular match, right? It just it just gets better every time. So, um, but I don't know the answer to that. But I wouldn't think that she'd ever leave WWE. It would be hard for me to imagine that she would yeah. too, especially with the regime change. You know, Hunter when he was running NXT, he really made um, Sasha and Charlotte NXT main events for the first time. Uh, absolutely, you know, that was a big deal. So. Yeah, I absolutely. tend to the think first that one being in San Jose. Yeah. Phenomenal. They tore it down. Hey, so, uh, let's talk about the, uh, well, I would say the elephant in the room, but I often joke that if cats have nine lives, Jeff Jarrett somehow has 10, you and I find ourselves watching the damn AEW dynamite program last week. And what do you know? He's out there crushing dudes with guitars all yeah. over again. <laughs> what a resurgence he's had. Who would have ever thought? In the year 2022, Jeff Jarrett would be working pay-per-view matches against Ric Flair. And it certainly feels like sting might be on the horizon. What is it's 1999 WCW or 2022. What in the world's going on? It's the push he got from the last match. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no last match with Jeff. Oh, no God. AEW. Are you kidding me? Let's get serious. <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe he got we more need to PR get our... in that goddamn match than he, he's ever going to get. <laughs> I think he. I'm happy for him, man. I tell you yeah. who else was pretty good in a role. I mean, Karen was fabulous. Karen should be she working awesome. somewhere too. Totally agree. Oh man! <laughs> By the way, shout out to their boy Cody. Just turned sixteen. And, Look out! And, and if I recollect, your wife was not going to shut up a few people. She she might just hire on for a one one managed thing one night. <laughs> uh she uh she's pretty feisty, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that was great. pretty feisty. The best part of the match was Karen and and, and Megan. Nobody cared about the rest of it. They went from showing Kid Rock to Megan and Karen. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. She was a woman possessed. <laughs> What companies would you want to work for? 
Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Well, listen, we, uh, we, we've done enough of, uh, Conrad asking Rick, let's, uh, let's let Francis Reyes ask a question. He wants to know, Rick, do you have a favorite robe design or color that you like? The blue one, the, the blue baby arcade and the, or that blue oh, with yeah. the, uh, with this, um, tassels. Yeah. That was priceless. God, it was beautiful. Uh, here's one from uh, Jackson Styles. I'd love to know your favorite cities to wrestle outside of the U.S. and why is one of them Melbourne, Australia? Because there's a hotel there called the uh, God. I can't think of the name of the hotel. It's got five of the greatest bars in the world, five great restaurants, gambling. <laughs> oh wow! There you go. You never have to, you never have to leave the hotel. Actually, Sydney's my favorite place, but. That damn Melbourne's live too. Australia just period is live. Takes a long time to get there, but it's fun when you, when you land. Hey mate, I, uh, first thing they say to you is, "Hey mate, I bought a beer." Hey mate, can I buy one? Hey mate, <laughs> hell yeah, mate. <laughs> I love it. Uh, there's a rumor that I might be there next year. So God, I hope that so. Works up happening. <laughs> yeah, me and you got. I heard there might be some Ric Flair drip there next year. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to take the hey, show on the road. Hey, next week. I'll be sending out a post with me and Evander and uh, Mike. I made the I made the marriage happen. Evander and Mike made a commercial, oh, awesome. man. I made the hookup, and <laughs> I'll be with them next in Vegas. So I'll be going viral again, smoking a joint with Mike and Evander. <laughs> I love it. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Logan Lee says, uh, "Hi, Conrad and Rick. Rick, has there ever been a time you?" Or if not, another wrestler on the card with you promised a young fan, maybe earlier in the day, that you would do something special for them during a match. Does that make a wrestler nervous in any way? So we've heard like in baseball, it would be like, oh, hit a home run for me today. But did you ever see, you know, a time where you had to go visit some uh, sick kids in hospitals or what oh, have gosh, you? And, yeah. And they said, hey, I'm going to do this for you. When tonight. I worked for the company, we did that all the time. WWE is really involved in, uh, charitable situations and in a lot more in a lot more uh in-depth ways than you would think they're good about you know lining up uh visits at, at hospitals or, or, or um kids that are kids that are challenged uh physically or mentally i mean they're a very caring organization and very concerned about um um and take or take a lot of responsibility to make sure that everybody as, as an equal opportunity to be entertained in, in any way they can, whether it's a personal appearance or being able to see the show. They bring so many people in from Make-A-Wish that they don't never get credit for it. They bring everybody in the world from Make-A-Wish in, WrestleMania, and bring their families and from, from all over the world. I mean, those are the kind of things that never go noticed, but if you work there, you're very aware of it. Here's one from uh, Carl Hayes. He wants to know, what's your favorite song by Darius Rucker? I met Darius Rucker's tour manager and nothing but amazing things to say about Rick. Oh, uh, well, I like Wagon Wheel. Yeah. And it, it, he must be talking about Mike. I love Darius' manager. 
Isn't what uh, Wagon Wheel is the one? It, I think Wagon Wheel is, is one of the top five uh, of all time. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. What, I don't what, think that's wagon, What's the other one he just did um, last year? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I, I like wagon, wagon Wheel blew up huge. Yeah, that's that's it. That made him a crossover star, probably. Yeah, exactly. He was hosting the Emmys and everything, wearing a gold Rolex. I wonder where he got that idea. Or hosting yeah. the is to see. It's the <laughs> I text uh, no him, so Rolex wearing. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> no, so Grande wants to know, A, what's your wildest Von Eric story? Two, what are some of the hangouts in DFW? And C, what are your feelings about getting tattoos of you? And have you ever signed them? You're forever the champ, champ. So let's do them backwards. Has anybody ever, how many Ric Flair tattoos do you think you've seen in your life? meet and greets and things a like thousand. that really in my lifetime easy yeah and has anybody ever asked you to sign the tattoo yes. so they could get that tat that yeah, i'm not crazy about it but i do it it depends on, on how they on how they approach me What's i don't the do it i, I only do it at signings in other words like right 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 with, with ryan uh what's the coolest rick flair tattoo you remember was there one where you were like tim that's the damnedest thing um, you know, a lot of them will put to be the man. You got to beat the man on the side or like a length of their form. And then they'll have my head on it or, uh, they'll have my, my face on their shoulder and then 16 times and stuff like that. It, it's, it's very, actually it's very, I'm very flattered by it, but it's nothing I would do to myself. Uh, what are some of your favorite hangouts? My shoulder maybe or something like that. Uh, maybe Kelly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe we maybe we put uh we put spring break on there hey uh what are some of your favorite hangouts in dfw so besides nick and sam's like back in the day i know nick and sam west end west yeah. end and green street hell yeah okay yeah west end is <laughs> guitars and cadillacs cowgirls tight fitting jeans big buckles cowboy boots <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and probably back in the day, big hair, big teeth. Oh yeah. Hair. Love okay. that. <laughs> Let's move along. Uh, what's your, uh, your wildest Von Eric story you know, this is popular again, because I guess they're filming a Von Eric movie right now, but yeah, you're the king of, uh, wrestling parties and those guys knew how to party. What's your wildest? Yeah. You know what? They didn't party like that. Those their parties where they, you know that you know everybody's, everybody's aware of the issues they had, and they didn't party like we did. Right. I really don't. I never really parted with the boys, believe it or not. The, those damn the demons that that followed them around are. Um, I, that wasn't anything that I was doing, and I, I, I t to this day, I mean, Michael Hayes and I were there with them all those years, and I just could never figure out why. Michael partied. I partied, the Freebirds partied, but the, the boys never got together and party. It's just stuff they did basically on their own or, or together. This episode is brought to you in part by TitleMansionNetwork.com, where right now you can take advantage of their holiday special. Save 50% off new memberships with the coupon code CONRAD. That's all lowercase at checkout. This includes every pay-per-view and video on demand. They've got hundreds of exclusive new live streams every year, a near endless amount of pay-per-views, shoot interviews, documentaries, and more. 
It's one of the biggest collections of women's wrestling content on the planet. Plus, they've got a ton of match originals, including their new interview series with legends like Greg the Hammer Valentine, Sabu, The Godfather, and more. Plus, check out these upcoming pay-per-views. I think Title Match Network is the only streaming platform that's going to bring you the entire WrestleCade weekend. You got RVD and Shane Douglas's live podcast on Friday, November 25th. You've got the WrestleCade Super Show on Saturday, the 26th. And boy, that's a star-studded affair. Eric Bischoff's there. Kurt Angle's there. Diddy P's there. The Big Show's there. They got Ladies Night Out 11 uh, with Iva Lee, Sue Young, Tessa Blanchard, more. Plus AML Wrestling on November 7th and a ton of other events all month long. It's TitleMatchNetwork.com. It's the perfect gift this holiday season. Take advantage of this holiday special. 50% off all new memberships. Just use our coupon code CONRAD. That's all lowercase at checkout. And if you don't like what you see, just cancel anytime. That's TitleMatchNetwork.com. Coupon code CONRAD, all lowercase at checkout to save 50% on all new memberships. Uh, so Rick, we got tons of questions here. I don't think there's any way we'll get to them all, but, uh, let's bounce around here because man, folks are just chomping at the bit to ask you questions. And when it comes to asking questions about the UK, uh, Leo has one. Hello, sir. Number one fan from the UK. Any fun stories when you've been to the UK, best wishes, Halil. I've met Halil before. He might be the biggest Ric Flair fan uh, across the pond, but I'm sure you had fun over there, right? Is there a no, famous Flair story? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tell him that, man. I've had fun everywhere in Europe. <laughs> I don't go places I can't have fun. <laughs> it follows me. The word fun follows me around. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, what about, uh, SummerSlam 92? Allegedly you had a lot of fun at a hotel. Oh my God. What's the story there? Well, we were at the, at the, we were in Kensington at the holiday Inn, and I didn't have to work that week. All I had to do was go out to the ring. Boy, there used to be a place called Stringfellows that was a major nightclub, um, God, we were there every night. I mean, it, London's fun, and I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I had to, I had to get a draw from Arnold Scolan to get out of town. <laughs> good old days. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Priest You're getting on paid Twitter. to go over and have a good time. <laughs> That's basically your life for the last forty years, is it not? You get paid to party. I can't complain. No. Uh, Jeremy Priest says, I know this may be a tough question, but I think you've had the best promos in the business. Does one stand out as your favorite or most memorable? So Rick, your most famous is probably how having a hard time holding these alligators down, but you can't pick that one. That's what everybody picks in the mainstream. Is, is one more memorable to you than some of the others? Well, the one I got the most compliments on it when I thought was <laughs> So I, Eric had just beat me the night before in Washington, D.C., right? We wrestled. Yep. And we were going to Baltimore, and I was. And I just said, Eric, I got a hell of an idea. He said, <laughs> he said, don't. He, he said, okay, but don't. <laughs> Once the one where I took off all my clothes and the mink coat, and 
handcuff myself. Because <laughs> when I walked, for Bobby Heen to look at me and say, that's the greatest goddamn interview I've ever seen in my life. That means it was good. <laughs> that's awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> No doubt. I mean, I, I don't think anybody was ready for that. And the one with the one with me and uh, where I was beating myself up with Hunter when when Hunter hit me with the, with the with the hatchet. That, That's my favorite. <laughs> I just go out there and instinctively just go crazy. There's something wrong with me, obviously. <laughs> of course, we've uh, all me, heard that for years. <laughs> let me remind everybody: this would have been, I think, like October of '03. I might yeah. be wrong on that. Uh, maybe it's October of five. Yeah. It's October of five. Anyway, the point is you're in a blood feud with Hunter Yeah, and, uh, he's attacked you with a sledgehammer. You come out, you got the big bandage on your head. I think it's a brown suit yeah. and you start talking about how, you know, he can't hurt you and you pull the bandaid off and like force yourself to bleed again. <laughs> and you look like American psycho <laughs> and you make sure that there's more of it because you not only rub it in, but you wipe it all over your white shirt. You look like That's a your crazy favorite. person. It's my favorite. Cause I couldn't believe what I'm seeing. You know, that's, that's like out of a horror movie, dude. <laughs> I don't know. There's something wrong with me. Look at that. <laughs> that. That's not a pay-per-view. That's just a random ass Monday night. <laughs> what he does. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty memorable one. Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll tweet that out this week. I probably lost my Rolex that night too. <laughs> well, it's funny how those come up missing. Sometimes. What city was I in? <laughs> well, you got eight more at home that look just like them. Right? <laughs> uh, Husker on Twitter wants to know, um, what important memorabilia have you kept through the years? And do you ever keep any of your own wrestling cards? I know you do not be a big memorabilia collector, but what do you have that you remember? Man, well, I I, first of all, you, you're wrong about that. And you're not basically wrong. All my ex-wives have of my memorabilia. Okay. One in go. particular. <laughs> I guess they just feel like they can take what they want and leave. You know what I mean? I mean, I have certainly have some, but nothing like I can even imagine that I've you know, gifts I've been given, plaques, awards, stuff like that for 50 years. I mean, it, it'll be December. We got December 10th will be my first match. Wow. Unbelievable. It's gone by. And I, I don't, and I feel great. I'm, I've been back out working out with Rob and everything, but and the answer to that is, and I, I, and once again, I've gone, I've gone into depth with it, you know, I really, cause they wanted me to just really open up about things that nobody knew about. In my documentary and the what just specifically who took what and how much and and i did wow and uh should be interesting any news on when that will air because i know you thought maybe thanksgiving maybe christmas i, I you know what i'm, I'm going to find out today but i'm i'm hearing now between like maybe the, between the 25th of um yeah in other words like maybe the, the end of november I got you. Yeah, they're gonna do one more shoot with me watching it, and then add that to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I um, I got a question here from Bra uh, Brady. He wants to know when you returned to WCW in September of 1998, was your previous contract voided, 
And did you sign a new contract upon returning to the company? So this would have been a after the big impasse with you and, uh, and Eric and the whole fire me, I'm already fired. Are you coming back on your old deal or a new deal there? My old deal. Here's one from Robert. Uh, I used to love watching Rick versus Brad Armstrong matches. Uh, ask Rick how good of a wrestler he was. And if Brad is one of the most undervalued workers of the day, incredible worker. And one of the most undervalued performers of all time. It's he was a rough, a he, Brad Armstrong was a rough draft of Ricky steamboat. Okay. What a great compliment, man. Yeah, I love that rough phrase. draft. Rough no, draft. He wasn't Ricky steamboat, but shit, he could do anything. Drop creaking on top of the head, sell. Nice guy. I mean, fuck, what a loss. I mean, I, I mean, I used to send Road Dog. You can watch. I've wrestled Brad for an hour a couple of times. I mean, you know, he, he got put in that position a few times, but ah, yeah, he's and what a great kid, unbelievable. Here's one from uh, Chef Akon Rick. He wants to know how did you get 2001: A Space Odyssey as your theme? Were there royalties involved? It seemed every company you worked for had a different version. Was there one you preferred? Um, no, actually, Dusty gave that to me. Wow. I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about that. When I got that, I didn't know anything about royalty. I just knew that it was me, Frank Sinatra, and Elvis Presley. <laughs> I I loved seeing um, the big Elvis three. That one. Yeah, that's awesome. I was actually in a uh, restaurant a couple of weeks ago and they played Phil Collins, easy lover. Yeah. And I happened to be with our, our friend Dave Silva. And I said, Hey, do you know what wrestler used this theme song? Yeah. And he goes, and he thinks, and he goes, I don't know. And I said, Rick player. Yeah. No. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah. yeah. In 86, I've seen takes. Yeah. And sharp, no, you sharp dressed man too, for a while. And you did the wanderer for a yeah. bit. You know? That's because Dion walked into the locker room. In uh, 82, in West Palm Beach, the guy that came and got me, the, 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 the singer guy named Dion wants to meet you. And I said, no shit. So he came in, he handed me a picture, said, Ric Flair, you are the wanderer. I wrote this song about you. I love it. <laughs> Somebody was following me. I'm the type of guy that'll never settle down. Where pretty girls are, well, you know that I'm around. <laughs> G wants to know good day, gentlemen. I remember going to the Philadelphia civic center and JCP having an autograph session with the four horsemen. What was it like being so popular, but also having the balance of being bad guys? It was fabulous. It was fabulous. They, they, we were popular because we were so damn good. There you go. Uh, Brian Hamilton wants to know how did how did Rick like wrestling in southeastern slash continental wrestling? Does he think Ron Fuller or Bob Armstrong could have made a good touring NWA champion? To my knowledge, this is the only NWA territory where no wrestler ever won the NWA championship. Do I think Bob Armstrong could have made a good world champion? Yeah, uh, I don't. I, I it's not that he couldn't have been. I don't think he wanted to travel like that. Yeah. Bob, you know, that there's a reason some, sometimes find, people find a place. And, I mean, to my knowledge, all the boys still live there now. The family, um, so they find a place and they don't want to leave it. Right. And being a world champion, man, I mean, you know my schedule. I didn't go. Sometimes I was home for six months at a time. 
But I think Bob, like, you know, with there, that territory, the longest drive was Birmingham. Right. And you were home every night. It that feels it. Uh, Pensacola is, is like um, an underrated wrestling town. You know, yeah. you got Usos, Roman Reigns, Scott Armstrong. I mean, there's so many wrestling talent who have either exactly. or decided to settle into Pensacola. I think that's where Arn met Aaron, his his wife. Exactly, and uh, I mean that's it's um, Roy Jones Jr., Emmett Smith, Escambia High School. So crazy, yeah. That's great. Uh, Rich O'Mac says, "I would love to hear a good Charles Robinson story." Come on, Rick, you got plenty of those, I'm sure. Charles Robinson, God, just oh God, I just I don't have a, a, a like really a fun story with him. He's another guy that, you know, he, he like he likes me being crazy, but he doesn't like to participate. Well, <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> uh, he's just a great kid. I, I couldn't begin to say, I can, I do have a story, but I could never tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I have one, <laughs> but just God, I mean, the most respectful guy and, and yeah. legitimately, you know, there's it, it, always a debate about things. Charles Robinson loves going to work as much as any human being alive. Yes. And he does anything the company asks of him. Yes. It's unheard of to see a guy that will do anything and and to, to be part of it. And God darn, he's a great referee, too. Fantastic. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, he, 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 someday Charles Robinson, looking at some of the guys they put in the Hall of Fame now, and he needs to be a Hall of Fame. Tommy oh. Young should have been a long time ago. I agree. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, Corey Lawson says, if you could have Olivia Walker make you one last robe, what would it look like? Or what robe would you have her remake that you could have forever? The symbol, it would be the peacock robe that Jack Mulligan tore up in 1978. Why I would take that robe yeah, they, you know, I always wanted things to look like it was legit. And I thought that day, I said, God, he tears up this blue and it looked like I've just given him the easiest one, the, the cheapest one. So I said, this is how stupid I was, right? I go, okay, or how, how hell-bent I was on being the best and, and doing everything differently, and, but perfectly. I took my best one and let Jack tear that one up. Oh, my yellow, God, it took her a year to make it. Real yeah. peacock feathers. We'll, uh, we'll try to find a picture of that one. And yeah, throw it up. it's but incredible. It's yellow one that we're talking about. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JPW Jr. says, what was your favorite war games match that you were in and versus what team? Uh, great classic matches when the four horsemen were involved. Probably the first one is the most famous, is it not? Uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. Um... The one where JJ broke his shoulder? Yeah, that's where Hawk, <laughs> animal, animal lifted JJ up. 
Hawk was flying around the ring. Hawk came in last, and he killed every one of us. The last thing he did in the war games was when nobody even talked about doing animal lifting up. JJ, who had no choice, and Hawk dove off the top rope and broke his shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you do? We, nobody could figure out when to get Hawk in. Because <laughs> Mike was a killer, man. I mean, literally, Mike would come in, and he was he was having fun. <laughs> so, so fun. <laughs> hey, we they, just ran, ran and, and ran and hit the other side of the cage. <laughs> we made it work to catch us. <laughs> Absolutely, you got to play a little cat and mouse. You don't get clobbered. Yeah. No, I tell you, the one in Miami was cool. We had thirty thousand people in Miami at the Orange Bowl. Really? Yeah. Do you like the uh, wrestling out outdoors more than indoors? It feels like no. indoor makes more noise. No, I, I'm a big I'm an indoors guy. Uh, Dave McClay says, how hard was it to not laugh for the debut of the Shockmaster? Oh, it was, I, I, you know, I don't even know that I laughed. I was in shock, literally. Yeah, what do you say? And I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I, I think what happened was they tried to raise the setup and he wasn't aware of it. Fred came through there and went, oh, my God. It's funny people remember that stuff, but some 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 things are just never going to leave. I think it was um, a deal where they did a, a rehearsal that day, and yeah. then they rebuilt the wall. And yeah. whatever the contractors did, they put a piece of wood across two by four across the bottom that wasn't there before. Clearly not in on the gag. So he did it the exact same way he did the first time, but this time took a little tumble. Uh, Jay wants to know, Rick, who's a wrestler that maybe never got a big break, but had all the skills, maybe someone who's maybe forgotten the time. Who's a wrestler? Put that up one more time. Who's a wrestler who had all the skills, but never got a big break. Maybe who's someone forgotten. who's forgotten. Um, well, that could be, um. Uh... That Brad would go in the category of like Brad Armstrong. Um, yeah. I'll tell you who had so damn much skill, but he just, uh, he just, I don't know what the hell, but Buddy Landell was really good. Really? Yeah, Buddy Landell was, was a damn, I can't tell you he wasn't, he was a damn good worker, but he just couldn't get his game on. Um, who else was really good that ever got a big break? Um, God, you know, that, if, if I had a, a half hour to think about that, there's a lot of guys that have been really good that never got a big break. For whether it was politics or... Timing. Uh, politics or, you know, have, work, you know, being in the right place at the right time. Does that make sense? Yes. There's so many things that factor into that word break. I heard Kevin Nash talking about it the other day. There's so many politics, and, and, and even in wrestling, it's just... But it, it's, I feel like somehow if you're really as good as, and if you're really that good somewhere along the line, you're going to get a break. But it doesn't work like that all the time. Yeah, and you know, like Nick Aldis, you know, the kid's really good. Yes, he is. But he's never gotten that big break. Nothing right. against the NWA, because, you know, I, that's my favorite belt of all time. But the big break will be him coming to either AEW or WWF. WWE rather, excuse me. 
John Osborne wants to know, has Rick ever met Stu Hart? And has he ever been stretched? Many by times. Eh. Gag hey, I understand Gagne trained you. I said, Mr. Gagne? Yeah, you know, Gagne is half tough. <laughs> I talked to Brett last night. <laughs> how's Brett How's Brett doing? He's doing good. He's sitting up in Calgary. I don't know how he lives there. <laughs> he wants the Rick Flair drip, but we can't get it across the border. <laughs> I bet we got ways. We'll I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking it. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Ryan from the gym wants to know, can you talk about your training and what is missing from wrestling today that the old school got right? It's right there in front of you, psychology. By training today, uh, well, the tra I, I don't, I haven't seen how the kids train, but I know that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's repetition. I'm, obviously they lift weights. Obviously they're in pretty good shape. Um, Shawn Michaels is the greatest professional wrestler of all time and he's training them or he's the head of the school. So it just, you know, I, I guess they have different levels, levels of classes. But right. the biggest thing I think that's missing in wrestling today because it's, it's you know, you're going to see it in you know, one match here or there, but is is psychology. Right. Because I think it, it's just now it's like, you know, one high spot after another. And what, what, you know, what, what means, what means more, what means less. I mean, it, it's nothing. They, they work, everybody works really hard. Everybody's very athletic and gifted and talented. But if you watch it, it just is, you know, you don't, you very rarely see anybody grab a hold and hold somebody down. And, you know, I mean, the shows are time. It's all about getting commercials in. You know, there's so much that goes into making a live TV show that if people have never experienced it, they, they have no idea. It's very complicated and very, and, and very difficult to produce live TV. And you have to hope everybody ends up on the same page. So, you know, it's hard to give everybody individual attention. And sometimes I think that they go out there with, with, some, with a plan in mind that maybe the audience doesn't like. Right. And then, you know, you're stuck because you don't know how to get out of that situation unless you have a lot of experience. Well, speaking of a lot of experience, here's one from Caesar. He wants to know, is there still heat between he and Jerry Lawler? I remember you coming to Memphis and working a couple programs. You are arguably the greatest dude to ever step in a ring. Your careers are legendary. I'd hope all was good between y'all. I've never Absolutely. heard of I love Jerry Lawler. Yeah. It wasn't Jerry Lawler. It was a promotion. Right. Because it, it, you know, they, they, they had their own promotion and it's, I mean, I was mad at Jerry Lawler at the time, but then the, I was, you know, that's long since been gone. I think the world of Jerry, we talk on a regular basis, um, or, you know, maybe once a month, but, um, it was just a promotion. I wanted to protect Jerry because Jerry, that, that Jerry was their meal ticket. Right. And for Jerry to get beat and he didn't do them any good. Seth Hicks wants to know, are there any celebrities you always wanted to hang out with, but never got the chance to? Well, can I just tell you this? I heard that Tom Brady was in Ebor City Sunday night, and I'm mad he didn't reach out. 
<laughs> I've met him, but I haven't had a chance to to, to walk into a saloon with him yet. That's heck, that's going to happen soon. I hope. <laughs> I can't wait for that call. Oh, me too. You can't wait. You got to be me. I just live. He just lives. I can see his house from here. <laughs> Over in Davis Island. <laughs> Is that his house or Giselle's? Just, house? Now Giselle got a mansion in Miami now, man. I'm I got all this. I know what's going on. Okay, all right. You saw him. He said, "Awesome, fucking awesome." <laughs> Smile on his face, man. He looked like a million bucks. I don't blame him for going downtown. Why not? I could just show him something better. He needs to come out with me and Gomez instead of going to Ybor City. That's old news. Maybe get Dino in there and y'all become the poor horseman of Tampa. Dino's got a new girlfriend. He won't bring her on me. <laughs> I wonder hell? why. <laughs> Dino, what the hell? <laughs> you won't bring her on Joe either. <laughs> Him explaining that he once had a lady friend who maybe had too much to drink and maybe broke a coffee table. And he goes, I can't have police over here. It's just the best Dino story of all time. Uh, Carl wants to know when was the first time you ever met or spoke to Hulk Hogan? Oh, but, uh, we met in 1979 or 80 in Atlanta TV. Sterling, Sterling golden. Huh. He was on his way to Memphis. Did he have the, uh, the chest hair shaved up weird back then? Or is that before that? Uh, I think that's after that. He just was a, you know, big, huge guy with, you know, phenomenal body nice kid always tan he's still always tan yeah it's his he's so vain he's worse than me <laughs> uh spooky dave says what made you get into the cannabis in, uh, industry also how does tyson like that rick flair drip mike loves it yeah. um well i was approached by chad bronstein about it and i I've never obviously been against it. I just didn't do it because I was wrestling, number one. Number two, I don't think the company would have approved of it. As a matter of fact, I know they wouldn't have, even though it's become more acceptable. And number three, it's, I just had never had the opportunity. I, I think I have had one other time before, but it was still like, I mean, it's basically socially acceptable right now. I mean, more, more and more people, I've found out since I've gotten involved, hell, everybody loves marijuana. Yes. I mean, they just do. Yes. And the edibles, my God. I mean, for me personally, a guy has been eating Xanax since 89. They got me off the of Xanax. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. But, I mean, you have to do it proportionally. You just don't do it like yank the whole Xanax. You know, but I, I've been taking a Xanax a day since 1989. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I've got off. When I was in rehab, I got off it. Then I got back on it. You know, so rehab, I got off everything for 35 days and... <laughs> within an hour of walking off the campus, I was back on everything. <laughs> I, uh, 35 days back in one hour. <laughs> I mean, five years ago, I remember the speech was, no, it's just a little red wine. And then, <laughs> no, it's just light beer. And boy, we just, we stair step our way back in before uh, you know, again. God dang it. It was just a, <laughs> If I go to the gym and work out, it justifies some of them. I'm going to be 74. What the hell? What else yeah. have I got to live on? Bruce Pritchard and I will still randomly recreate a sentence you at the bar at Bruce Chris in Huntsville, Alabama, about five years ago. What is that? Forget how old you were at the time. I'll just round up and I go, I'm 69. I could give a fuck. <laughs> 
and we bought <laughs> that hand point because you were just fired up about something. Like, this shit, guys. I'm old. I'm gonna have fun, and I just thought that. Well, it's was- not just that. It's a, it is a. You know how lucky? I mean, here's what people don't get. I'm, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here, right? And like last night, right? I go, <laughs> I'm watching Bradshaw on this thing, right? And I'm going to myself, and not to bring up a subject, I'm not gonna belabor it, but, I mean, <laughs> I've seen it all, right? And I get so tired of people, you know, fans, marks, whatever they are, whatever, and all due respect to them. But they don't have an opinion if they're not there. Right. And to me, I'm never going to get off the fact that wrestling is a fraternity. Yes. It should be a brotherhood. Respect everybody. And there's no time for anybody to cause anybody personal embarrassment or hardship in our business. There's no place for it. We all know the story on Bradshaw. It's fucking brutal. But he's rewarded by the Hall of Fame. Hey, that's their, it's their company. They can do what they want to do. But what about the three or four guys that I've seen melt down personally, melt down and cry? They're so humiliated. So anyway, getting back to the question. Well, no, let's, let's follow up there. I didn't know you and John had a falling out. Did I didn't that? have a falling out. I'm making an observation. Okay. He's always nice to me. Right. I, I, here's the idea. I, 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 everybody can take a rib and all that, but, but, but outright bullying a guy where he, where he feels like shit right. is not, it's not healthy. Right. It doesn't do anybody good. He's never done anything to me. Right. You know? I, mean, I guess I'm lucky, but I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate it if he did. And obviously, Joey Styles didn't either, from what I've been told. So you know, it just got to be cut off somewhere. But I've seen people just cry, right? You know, over humiliation. And we're supposed to be a brotherhood, right? Hey, it's like I can remember. I've been ribbed, you know, but to me, a rib too is also when everybody laughs at the end, right? That's right. Okay, I'm on an airplane flight with Ryan Nobbs. And everybody looks at me and starts laughing. And David on the flight, they look at me. And I go, what are you looking at? And I go, oh, no. And not, Nobs shaved off, shaved off my eyebrow. Okay? He roofied me, whatever you call that shit. Yeah. Shaved off my eyebrow. And I, I started screaming. And then I, he, he comes out of the bathroom, which is two feet from me. This is on an international flight. And he's going, God dang, look at Henning got me too. <laughs> he shaved his own eyebrows. <laughs> no, how could I get mad? I was so mad I wanted to quit and go home. But he, Great how do you get mad at Brian? He <laughs> shaved yeah. his own eyebrows off. So at the end of the day, I laugh. I go, you know, <laughs> and he blames it on Kurt Henning, who's not even on the plane. <laughs> Not that Kurt Henning hasn't <laughs> H-bombed a few people. Good Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> now it comes out of the bathroom. I mean, you would have died. God dang that Kurt Henning. He, he, he shaved his own eyebrows off. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Brian Nobbs. <laughs> hey, you saw him at the last. How funny was he at the last, at the last match? <laughs> He, he told the story about me putting the girl on the phone. <laughs> he jumped on that bed right away. 
What are we going to do with you? <laughs> I know to cheer a guy up. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. You're not allowed to be down or disappointed or upset. Hell no. It, 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 yeah, I, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> no. uh, Rick, I can't believe this is real, but Woo Wings, your very own virtual restaurant concept is now open. Fans can enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with Uber Eats or Postmates. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Charlotte, Jacksonville, New York, Tuscaloosa, Huntsville, Concord, North Carolina, Richmond Hill, Georgia, and many more locations coming soon. There's a full list available at rickflairwings.com. And as a virtual restaurant, Woo Wings is always looking to partner with existing restaurants in major metro areas like Atlanta, St. Louis, Raleigh, or Charleston. Tell your favorite sports bar or local restaurant you want Woo Wings in your town. And to visit rickflairwings.com for more information on how to become a partner and add more to their bottom line. If you're a Woo Wing City, well, order from Uber Eats or Postmates today and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Woo Wings. Uh, Rick, I know that uh, Woo Wings and Rick Flair Drip, they're all sweeping the nation. Uh, what's next for you? You When we spoke last, you're enjoying a few days off. What's next on your, uh, your travel? The, the big event. Saturday with Ryan. Um, I'm be, I'll be with Bianca Blair and Liv Morgan for Ryan. Um, Andrade will be there. There's a whole bunch of people there. And then uh, I come back home and do this with you on Tuesday again, and then I head to Vegas with Chad for uh, and Evander and uh, Mike for a uh, on, big business deal out there. I'm there for two days. Then I'm going back. As I told you, a Mongo is not doing good. Right. So I'm going to go from there to um, uh, to Chicago a day early and uh, see Mongo, and then I sign for Ryan again on Saturday, then I go home on Sunday. Well, next so week then, we're going to be back talking. About... Week. Yeah, we got to get you and Leslie together again. December 10th, right around the corner, 50 years. Maybe she'll make you another jacket. Got you, got... made me a jacket, you know. I mean, we gotta, we gotta make that reunion. Yeah. What are you guys doing Thanksgiving? Well, we're going to try to invite you and twist your arm and get you to North Alabama. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. Boy, after that LSU loss, I'm not sure about Alabama anymore. I was waiting on it. (laughs) I waited till the end. Number three, Michigan. Let's talk about it. Like I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's cool that, that, uh, Tennessee loss. It's cool that Clemson lost. It's yeah. cool that Alabama lost. Like it looks totally different than it did just a week ago. And that's what makes college football so fun. But now I've seen people say TCU's at the hunt. That can't be. Uh, but man, who do you got? Michigan? I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Georgia and Michigan again, like last year. That'd be huge, dude. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, last year they just couldn't keep up with them, but. They find, and this is the first quarterback Jim's really ever had since he's been there. And that running back is a different kind of cat, man. They're good. Georgia just straight up dismantled Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that says about Tennessee. I don't know what that says about Georgia. Do you think Michigan has a shot against Georgia? I really don't know the answer to that because I couldn't believe I thought Tennessee would give them a better game too. I watched all yeah. of it. Yeah. I've been looking for, you know, um, yeah. you know, there again, I mean, I, just like the game period, like you, we always have our favorite, but yeah, you know, for me, what I hate is every week it gets shorter. 
<laughs> yeah. Then I hate for it to come to a close. Like me too. You know, we got um, I forget if we play this week, Michigan. Then we got Ohio State. That's the big one. That's the big test. But, but right? if they beat Ohio State, you know, um, who knows? And here's the thing too about Alabama in that Tennessee game. That Bryce Young, to me, he won the he won the he won the Heisman that day. Four hundred and fifty-five yeah. yards, four TDs. I mean, his very best in Tennessee still won. It's so crazy. you can't blame Bryce Young for it. You think about all the great talent that yeah. Nixon has brought to Alabama, and there's arguably not been a better player than Bryce Young, but he's going to finish his career without winning a national title. I know. And how about the how about that linebacker you guys got? What's his name? Will Anderson. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, holy cow! You never know. You never know. Georgia is just very well-rounded, but as is Michigan. If the question will be if Michigan can run with Georgia. So check out the, uh, the betting lines here. It looks like the, uh, Bulldogs of course are the favorite, the Buckeyes plus two Oh eight. Yep. Volunteers boy. That's pathetic. Plus 1680. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. That's why we watch these games and have so much fun and. Uh, I can't wait to see what's next, but I do want to get your take as we're wrapping things up here. Again, we're going to be talking about Macho Man next week. We saw the Houston Astros after starting out yeah. not so strong against the Phillies come out and emphatically win the yeah. World Series. Uh, and Verlander Matt- strong, Verlander strong, and they Matt- pitched a no hitter. Can you believe that? It was unbelievable. Yeah, they're going to be there for a while. It felt like they came out with like, um, a chip on their shoulder. They were ready to prove something. You know, there's lots of talk about, oh, this should be an asterisk or whatever. Yeah. They removed all that doubt, but mattress Mac, a friend of Bruce Pritchard's and a big wrestling fan, a staple in the Houston community made sports betting history. He got the biggest payout in the history of professional really? public sports. He won $75 million. Rick. Uh, wow. Have you ever met Mattress Mac before in Houston? I have not. What? Tell me what he does for a living. Well, he owns a, a big furniture store. Oh, that! Yeah, of course, I know him. I'm sorry. And he used to be like a big he needed the money. The guy's yes. got seventy five million already. Uh, maybe a lot more than that now. Yeah, my God. Seventy. Yeah, I work. I actually work for him. Bruce got me a gig with him. Phenomenal. Yeah, what a very nice gentleman. What a story. What a character. Uh, congrats to the Houston Astros. Congrats to uh, LSU for dog walking Alabama. Congratulations to Georgia for stomping a mud hole in Tennessee. And, uh, let's pray for, for the go big blue because the myth of John Harbaugh will be exposed against Ohio state. And I can't no, not, it's, it's not John. He's a Ravens who kicked ass last night. It's Jimbo. Jimbo. I can't get all these loser coaches first. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to Nick, Fine, according to Paul Feinbaum, the SEC genius, the Saban era is over. <laughs> uh, all, all those lives and more. Hey, next hey on, on the same note, I love Jeff Saturday. He's now the coach of the Baltimore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's so that. I'm watching first take like I do every day. And here's Marcus. Um, the kid that played LSU, Marcus, what? Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of his last name. Real nice guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's cracking on him, saying, ah, oh, he didn't do that, that, that. So uh, I want to say, Marcus, <laughs> I wanted to tweet out. So, Marcus, if they offered you the head coaching job of an NFL team, would you tell them no, that you don't have the, you don't have the experience? Right. Come on. It's so much of bull- bullshit. 
Call uh, out Jeff Saturday because it happened. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I mean, I have all these guys that are cracking on him instead right. of slapping on the back saying, yeah, he's the greatest guy in the world, but, 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 but. If someone gave them the job, wouldn't they take it? Of course they would. Hell yeah, they would. Of course they would. They wouldn't go, oh, I don't know. They wouldn't knock themselves. No. <laughs> Christ. Well, uh, shout out to the Colts because they're apparently trying to win Bryce Young uh, because, boy, they have just fallen off a cliff yeah. this year. But congrats to Mr. Saturday. Sorry in advance to the Harbaugh family. I know it's going to be a tough loss. Huh. Hey, I'll crazy. talk to you before then, man. We're talking that week. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to kick it off next week talking about the macho man, Randy Savage. The macho man? I got to get you involved with this Thanksgiving idea. I got to get you and Leslie back together just, you know, one last time. Oh, man. I don't know. God. I'm the type of guy that'll never settle down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week right here on Taboo. The Nature Boy. Woo!